honey, you're ruining our kid. Episode 20 on the Go Loud Network. We're back. More questions, more situations, more unusual happenings in the home. Well, they're not unusual. That's the thing. People email us with stuff that they think isn't happening anywhere else. The reassuring thing about this podcast email is that you're not alone. No. (laughs) We're getting the same emails. So many similar emails. Absolutely similar problems in most houses. Thank you all for getting in touch. Thank you for rating, commenting and subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it. We had a busy, busy week here. We're chasing our tails, planning the seasons ahead and trying to figure out what we can do for you next. We're celebrating this week. It's my kidney anniversary. Yes, that's true. It's six years since Charlotte donated his kidney to his brother. I know, and I never bring it up. (laughs) That's the other thing. Well, I think it's only with time. It it was enormous at the moment, Mm. in the moment. But with time, you realise, whoa, what the hell are we thinking? (laughs) 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 You know. Anyway, we go out on Sunday night to uh, celebrate it with some wings. My favourite thing of all, hot wings. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes, we did. We were out in Blanchetown. Yeah, so we get the window of the TGI McScratchies that we're going to. You can see in the window, the place is absolutely rammed capacity with families Many of our listeners, I'm sure, uh, struggling to cope with their little ones. You know what it's like. It's a TGI Friday. Yeah, was it? I think we or need it's to. Captain America's. I think it's Captain America's, but we do need to mention you had just ran the Rahini five mile. Yeah. You were starving, starving. and we'd been stuck in such bad so traffic. You're preempting my behaviour here. Yes, I'm trying to explain Charlotte's behaviour. Why you might act like this? Yeah. <laughs> but so we see it and it's packed, and we're going, oh God, we didn't book a table. This is not going to work out. Mm. And in front of me, is a family. <laughs> one kid is wheeling one of those little kind of bubble cart things in Possibly front of her. Possibly a two-year-old girl, like maybe plastic, younger. Yeah, plastic doggy thing that she's got in front Adorably of her. Adorably cute. And they're headed for the door. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can see there's no tables left. There, there's, uh, there's, you know, what's the point in training to be a runner no, but I see what you're thinking, but I, I'm relaxed because I think there's no way Jarla would ever push by a child, <laughs> a baby. Yeah. He couldn't wrong. be that hungry. You thought wrong. He couldn't be that hungry. I sprinted. <laughs> for the he door. left me for dust. Left for dust. I mean, what's the point in and having Sonia Sullivan to... train you to run if you can't beat a but kid? I had to kind of pass the family and <laughs> open the door open to them. I was already sitting at my at table. them <laughs> knowing my husband possibly just took the last table here. Did I get a table? That's the They had booked their table, thankfully. We got a table, they got a table, but you it still, you still did. I didn't hurdle the kid. And that sure. did cross my mind. You ran by the kid. I, I ducked and, and shoved you the kid. You passed slightly. out a baby for food. And pushed her, mushed her face <laughs> into the ground. Jeremy, it was awful. <laughs> <Kid> parents' fingers. <gasps> The other thing that happened this week was our suggestion on the Honey You're Ruining Our Kid Instagram and Twitter accounts was that we need to rethink homework in primary schools. Now, this is obviously not our movement. Michael D. Higgins was talking about it, but it's a movement across the world. Yes. And we just jumped on board and said, should we rethink this? Yes. And myself and Charlotte really feel strongly about talking about it. We get we can't get rid of homework completely. Mm. But when our child went to school in England, he got assigned homework on a Friday and he had until Tuesday to get it done. That was a piece of English, a piece of maths, some kind of geography thing and some kind of mindfulness bit. And it works so well. And what we saw were kids in England who were who were more relaxed and able to go about their hobbies in the afternoon without... And nothing was a rush. Mm, and we had more time. With we had more time. With and this is what we're noticing. This is our pain and what we're feeling for other families. We've moved home to Ireland. We love it. We found the most amazing school. And actually, Mikey's enjoying the novelty yeah, of Yeah, but this is also not just about our personal experience. Yes. While it is it's about It's absolutely that, not about our personal experience because... There's so much research to yeah, back this up. But what we ha- we are missing our son. The homework is getting in the way. Mm. And it is producing some Yeah, this family time. And everything is a rush. Everything is, got to do that homework because it's due Mm. in tomorrow. And lots of your emails are about the same thing. And the theme of today's episode is that kind of unfairness that your kids can walk around with. Yeah. Because of homework, because of various different things. And loads of our emails today, as you'll hear, are about that and how you cope with it. It's our belief 
that if we were to rethink how homework is handled in this country, as in curtail it, yeah. pull it right pull back, it back to one item a week. With a few days to hand it in. Happier families, happier kids, kids w- who aren't rinsed of the passion for learning yeah. and kids who then go to secondary school where we totally accept there should be homework. Yeah. Who won't be so pissed off with the concept of homework yeah. by the time they get to but first year. But it's a novelty year, like we're seeing with Mikey. Exactly. It's a bit of, but here's what I want to stress about the homework. When it gets assigned once a week, it actually is su- more suitable to the individual's personality. If your child is somebody who likes to get out of the way, get out of the way. Yeah. If your child is someone who likes to space that out, mm-hmm. do they can do that. I just think at the moment, the way we do homework is unfair on the kids and the teachers. And this is and a nice the parents, uh, oh, <laughs> especially the parents. I mean, there's so many people that are going to be listening to this nodding their heads going, can you imagine a world where I didn't have to go through that every single evening? We're here for you. Send yeah. us your emails if Send you want to jump email. on board. We're serious about this. We're we're Let's actively trying to redress Refrain, redesign how homework is delivered. Yeah, and if if we start the conversation, if you start the conversation at your school, who knows what might happen next? We did a bunch of articles. There's a piece in the Indo about it mm. where we best explain the position and the thinking on the whole thing. And you've been but, on the Kieran Cuddledy show. I can't say his could name. Cuddledy, yeah. Can't say his uh, name. I was also on British TV talking yeah, about it. Yeah. And what's mad is you kind of can't argue with it. I like, don't think so. No. It, it makes such sense to rethink this because let's face it we're always talking about recovery we're always talking about allowing yourself to be rested and self-kindness yeah Uh, don't bring your work home with you but we don't seem to extend that to our kids why is that i mean there's so many different ways to do this even if it was just homework every second night Mm. what's so wrong with that Mm. but uh, this night in night out stuff yeah I think it's got to go. And there are purists who want rid of it completely, but that is never going to happen. Mm. Yeah, well, or not for a long time. harder to achieve yeah. right away. Uh, let's get to our first email. My son is 11 years old and like nearly all boys his age, he's mortified at the idea of talking about the birds and the bees with his old uncool mom. He shuts it down at every turn. So the other day, I tried to show him a video about perhaps the most pressing issue, hygiene. It was a short YouTube video about cleaning your penis properly for boys his age. Nothing embarrassing about that, no. I don't know what's the matter with you. He basically ran from the room. (laughs) Won't talk to me about it at all now. I mean, won't talk to me whatsoever about it. He's actually kind of angry with me over the whole Mm. thing. And I'm pretty sure he also thinks I'm obsessed with (laughs) peni. Love that you use the plural there. I'm not obsessed with penises or peni. I just worry about him getting sick if he does not clean down there properly. Mm-hmm. Please help me. I honestly don't know what to do with this situation. Anonymous. Well, I mean, we can all relate to that one, right? Definitely. This is very common, isn't well, it? Well, you put the shits up me completely when it comes to Mikey and stuff like that, because you had a twisted testicle or something when you were a kid mm. and you didn't tell anyone about it. And you ended up in the hospital. What was funny is that my actual issue there, full disclosure, if we're going to put our cards on the table, right, mm-hmm. what exactly happened with Jonathan is twisticle, twisticle testicle. Oh, twisticle testicle. <laughs> is that I had exceptionally itchy balls as you know. <laughs> <laughs> my Miley Rody were so flippin' itchy. And I remember itching away at them <laughs> as oh, I do, having a good old rummage. And suddenly, now, not only are they itchy, they're very, very sore. Oh, Charlotte. And I was like, well, that's, that's odd now. I can't seem, there seems to be a lump in there now. And I was like, in full panic mode. Honey, what um, age? Um, 11. So yeah. similar. So yeah. around See, the same age. the shits of me with this story too. So now I have to try and rectify the situation. Oh, God. Um, it's a lot of. Uh, so how many days are we talking before you went to your parents? But you see, I'd scraped it too. Oh. So there was a scrape. And then there was this twist and then the scrape obviously allowed some sort of infection in oh. and the infection moved up through my insides, like into my stomach and stuff, till eventually I had to go to Crumlin. So how many days? But I can remember a week, 
You kept it to yourself for a week. A week, yeah. Because you were embarrassed. Well, I thought I could figure out I could twist them back around. Oh my God. <laughs> See, this is my fear. This is this lady's you're fear. You're and you're obviously not, you know, you've nobody to go to. And this is the thing, that the young lad is definitely going to be thinking about this stuff and worrying about this mm. stuff. And you're, he probably thinks you're worrying him. Yeah. And it's like, I have no worries if I don't talk about this. But I found myself in that situation. I had nobody to go to. I couldn't really talk to anybody about it. And I remember asking my mother to leave the room when I went to the doctor. And uh, he basically straightened it out on the spot. And the relief was insane. Like, it was just like I felt better immediately. But I still had to go to Crumlin because, you know, it was pretty bad. You know, and she is right. You can get really sick as a youngster. God. As a, even as a grown-up, if you're not clean down there. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. But back to the problem at hand. Yes, there's an embarrassment there, which is so strange, right? Because we're all trying to be parents who aren't ruled by this guilt of our bodies. That, Like most of us are trying to make sure our kids are not guilty about their bodies, right? But how do you get it, still get it wrong? I'm talking about myself yeah. in that I'm the whole time trying to be like vulvas, vaginas, penis, whatever. Make it that it's very normal talk. And still, just like this lady... Our son is mortified any time that comes it's up. You. Because you're his It's mom. just because it's the mom. mom. So you saying that if there is a dad around or a man in the house, it should be left to them. It's all no, I'm saying that it's the culture. That right. Way. And that you know, these are things he's not allowed you're not allowed to talk about willies in public. Mm. There's just not table talk that we do that we these are issues that are still gonna be taboo because it's not polite to talk about your stinky willy at the dinner table. Yeah. So whatever moves you make but in I'd terms imagine, of being like a cool, woke mom. I imagine it wasn't at the dinner table she decided to do this. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it doesn't matter what move you make. You've done nothing wrong as a mm. mom here. She's just clearly on it. But you can just know that in the same way as there's things in your life. Like I would think that money is the thing in comedy that comedians do not talk about. Mm. And that's really off limits and it's kind of gross even to talk about it. There's just always going to be taboos. And for young lads, your mom talking to you about your dick. I don't think that should be weird. I fully agree with what this mom did. I think it should, like, she's being mature. He was, wasn't being mature. Maybe she did, came in too early. Or maybe the video was too much. I'm Watching the video with him was too much. I'm telling you it's unavoidable. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. And I actually think that I don't have the answer to this. I think that that probably the only way to allow your kid to get this right is to leave the pamphlet or the book by the bed. Hmm. And he will read it in his own time. I always think about the Richie Sadlier book, Let's Talk, hmm. and how valuable that book is just as a thing that's left around. You know, yeah. in the same way as you've somebody in your family who has uh, an addiction issue, they do say to leave the leaflet somewhere where they can privately have a scan of it. Okay. The young lad wants to know how to be clean and not smelly and not sick. He does. He does yeah. want that info. And it's just the messenger. It is just you. You yeah, are the problem. I, I definitely know that I had a friend whose son had gotten an infection in there uh, from not cleaning his willy yeah. properly. And then every single night, mm. he has to bathe it now. Yeah. And we're talking years. And now, like, I mean, that's that, that's horrible. Yeah. Imagine that. And I don't know. Oh, it's just so hard. It's so hard to know what to do. Because in our house, I think we're really, we talk about everything. And sometimes I shock you when Mikey asks me a question. Because I will always tell him the, the truth. Yeah. I will always answer the question. The way it should be answered. Because I just think, what's the point to make Not the way it should be answered, but the way with the maximum amount of fact. Truth. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I'm going to no go facts. dancing around with yeah, Tina. And you're always like, well. And even though I might be dying inside answering it, I try to look like I'm totally chill with this question. Yeah. Even though I'm really forcing myself to do mm. that. And so maybe I'm over-empathizing with this mom. Mikey also does say I'm obsessed with Willie's. <laughs> so yeah. that triggered me <laughs> yeah and i wouldn't be worrying about it but that's because jarvis was joking a, it's also a stick to beat you with yeah 
you know, that it's funny to say that about your mom. But I love your advice. I think she didn't do any. I think the only thing she did wrong was watching the video with her son. He and obviously I, wasn't able for and that. I actually, yeah, and, I, and that's the same advice again, that it's not even watching it with him if you just left it in yeah. his watch list on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's the only thing she did wrong here. I think fair enough. He's too embarrassed to talk to you about it. You got to respect that. Mm. You overstepped. Mm. And I love your advice of leaving the stuff around. Maybe just getting... Pinning him down. Your partner. his willy. Oh, maybe. Sorry, sorry for that. These are the reactions I try and keep in when you're Mikey so talks cool. to yeah. me. Yeah, to me, you're so cool. <laughs> yeah, to me, cleaning his willy made you go... <laughs> yeah, those are the reactions I'm talking about. I keep to myself when uh, talking... If only Mikey knew... How not obsessed with penises. <laughs> That's a bit of a low blow. I hope this is a help to this mom. And Yeah, and I think su- she needs to give herself a break. Sorry for talking over you there, Tara. She needs to give herself a break on this one. It's good she got in touch. She obviously needed to just see what we thought, see what other people think. Mm. You didn't do anything wrong. Maybe don't watch videos with yeah. him again. That's a lesson Get for the us Richie all. Get Sadlier book. Yes. Get those pamphlets because there's so many of these or even mm. just even a printout. It'd just be an A4 page. Mm. He'll read it. Yeah. Trust me because the last thing any boy wants to be is smelly. Yeah. That's the thing. You stink is still, is still a huge put down. Or 11-year-olds now, believe it or not. Um, that could also be a thing if you're literally just supplying them with the toiletries. Or the what about toiletries. What about laminating instructions? You know those instructions how to check your lump pe- breast, if there's a lump in your breast. Laminate a picture of a willy and put it in his room. In the shower. Instructions how to clean your willy. Pull it back. Give it a clean. You're not allowed to use soap. I'm starting to think that Mikey's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to use soap in there, you yeah, know. No, I think he'd be really cool with his mom hanging up pictures of dicks <laughs> in his room. I am. I'm not in his room. In the shower. Do you in know the shower. What, laminated. What talking about? Sometimes so they can look at them while When you're it's... in the hospital, they'll have a picture in yeah. the shower. That's so good. This is great. He won't come home and like, he ran from the room when he got shown a video. You're like, I'll just stick up a life-size picture of an erect penis in his shower. <laughs> Let him figure it out. I hear what you're saying, but no. Okay, no. I think no. I think that definitely leaving the stuff subtly somewhere. (laughs) Like definitely uh, the closest I came to having any sort of birds and the bees chat with my parents Hmm. was they had a book in the house and I knew it was somewhere and I was going to seek it out. It was for girls. It was a girl's book. But it had all the info I needed in it. And I remember feeling very, very naughty for looking at it. But it was extremely helpful. But when you went through this trauma with your testicles, did your mom not have to keep checking you? That you hadn't really twisted them? No. But it was the shock of what had happened enough for you to never twist them again. You saw because I once twisted my testicles. Sure, you ended up in hospital. My mother was going to get to fiddle with my junk. I'm not saying fiddle, but surely she'd be like, are your testicles okay? This is the mom you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? But you'd have to che- you'd have to ask, Dara, that you ended up in hospital. This question is that this mom overstepped. No, this mom is not understanding that this is his business. Not yours. What? You need to say to him, you have a responsibility to look after your junk. Right. That's your junk. I'm never going to cross that line. Do you think it's appropriate for no, him to I, use the word junk? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know if that's a medical term. <laughs> but when you're entrusting him, yeah. you're actually saying to him, look, I'm not going to get involved here. I know you don't like me talking about it, but I need you to read this because this is actually on you. Hmm. And it's up to you to do this. Okay, I like that. I like that, Jar. I think you got it. Yeah. I think I'm glad we kept going there. Yeah. Because that's good. Because yeah. that, that way he's like, all oh, right, this is actually real man stuff. This is grown up stuff. My mom wants me to do this. And it's a much. Is it me. is more respectful way yeah. to do it. But I You're, still. You I, thought my mom was going to check if my balls were twisted. You're only eleven. You went to the hospital. I'm sorry. That's but pretty even serious. Even then, Martina. Even then. Even then, that's you can... your stuff. Mm. And just like with girls, you'd go, now that's your stuff, here's your sanitary stuff, now that's for you. 
you can check in with me if needs be. And that's obviously where the communication needs to be open and the young lad needs to be Listen, there's something wrong here. Mm. That's all you need to say. Let him know. He can still come to me or your father. Yeah, He's I, in the picture. I, just, I do hope that we're all trying to get rid of that Catholic guilt of our bodies, you know. Gonna take a while. Our youngest boy is 11 and is full of anger. Sometimes it feels like I'm dealing with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He is short, fused and hot-tempered, stubborn, etc. If things aren't going smoothly, he's are going smoothly. He's wonderful, creative and funny and great company, etc. But when things are going badly, he's verbally abusive, rude, spiteful, disrespectful, threatening to our personal objects, e.g. artwork or stamp collection, stuff like that, slamming doors on a very bad day. He's even threatened to kill himself. Oh my God. He knows this is a trigger for me as I've had friends who lost siblings to this and he knows exactly how to push those buttons. Before you ask, yes, he has been evaluated for whatever it might be and we're getting the results soon. A couple of weeks, I hope. We finally come to the end of that evaluation process. Well, that's really positive that she's taken steps that way. That's a real sign that, yes, she's taking this very seriously. And she's trying to look behind it and see is there yeah. more reasons for this behaviour. And that's what she says here. She says, to an mm. extent, I don't care what spectrum he might be on. I just need him to learn to channel mm. and cope with his anger. And, and he might, he may it. not be on any, yeah. it may just be an anger management this, issue. This is so common and we get mm. this email so yes. much. So thank you so much for sending this in. He plays football, loves it mm. and loves his phone. And at times, these are the only things he loves. And yes, his phone has been taken away. When things escalate, which, as we discussed last week, you have to be able to yeah, do. You have to be able to establish a consequence for behaviours. And yeah. if that is the rule, that's the rule. We have limited phone time as well, because yeah, there's always that fear, healthy. right? We all need that, actually. He gets it going to school as he takes public transport and a limited amount of time at home after his homework is finished. And yes, I am guilty of allowing him more phone time as it also allows me to get some work done. He says that when something goes wrong in class, he always gets the blame, whether he's innocent or guilty. I understand this frustration, but he needs to make adjustments. Unfortunately, the world won't change for him. But ultimately, he firmly believes he's in the right. He feels victimised. And then I get burnt out from his frustration when he comes home. We've done the counting, the elastic band on his wrist, the tearing up of pieces of paper, etc., I can hear Tina already saying, get him a diary to write down his feelings. It's draining our energy and affects our whole family life. I Mm. also want to get a handle on the anger and coping mechanisms for him because when we hit the teenage years, that's a concern, right? Thanks in advance for any advice you might think of. Best regards, Anonymous. Yes, well, there's so much there, isn't there? Like a few things come to me as I listen to that email. Um, he's got two older siblings, much older than him. And so, you know, he is thinking there's a real unfairness Mm. with things that they're getting to do that he's not getting to do. Yeah. Because he's seeing himself as a much older child because Mm. he's around much older siblings. And this would connect really well to how he's feeling hard done by at school and at home. He just, there's a general feeling of everything's not not fair. fair. Yeah, he's feeling victimized. And I need to stress to parents who are finding this in their kids, they genuinely do think that they are victimized. They are, yeah. they really have this feeling of unfairness. And sometimes the only way to reach them is to empathize. And they need someone to believe them. Because even though as the grown-up you can see, lad, things aren't that unfair. You mm. just need to get on with this stuff. Unfortunately, your child is genuinely feeling this unfairness and needs somebody to take it seriously. I think it's a really good shout if you let me jump in there, okay. too, because I, I definitely know what that feeling was as the youngest member of my family. OK, and yeah. Having teenagers older than yeah. me and how you were kind of getting the last of everything. Mm-hmm. Like you got served last you got the hand-me-down clothes. Yeah, we don't know if that's happening I here. I don't know, but, this but is, I'm yeah. ju- I identify with yeah. to an extent and she has to mm. figure out a way to identify with how he's spraying this sense of injustice yeah. onto every aspect of his yes. life. 
Yes. But there's parts of his life where he genuinely yeah. has a point. Yeah, there is there is a genuine feeling of this unfairness inside this boy. Mm. Whether it's, whether it's, what's the word, justified, justified. or not. Mm. And that's the hardest thing as a parent. Mm. Because that means you have to step down from reality mm. and bring yourself to... His shoes. I need to acknowledge these feelings. I need to understand and I need to empathize. And that will be so rewarding because he needs to feel like he's heard, he's listened to and he's understood. And it's so hard because you don't really think he has it hard. And it's a fine line, Mm -hmm. right? Because if he hears you going, you have a point. Suddenly you give him a bit of rope. He thinks he's a cowboy. You know, there's that. That's fear. why wording is so important. Yeah. Acknowledging his feelings isn't agreeing so how do with you them. Do that, so it is just acknowledging them. It's saying things like, I can see that makes you feel really angry. I mm. can see that you think that's, that's really unfair. Thank you for telling me that. I'm I'm taking this all on board and I see how you feel. Mm. That isn't agreeing. But mm. that is just showing him, I'm listening you to you, the I see you, and I, I can see you're feeling something here. Um, that's really important because he's so angry. I mean, he's so angry. I My my heart goes tight whenever I hear 11-year-olds threatening to kill themselves because I, do you know, that yeah. I lost a child I used to teach to that. Not true, her mother not taking it seriously. That's, I mean, her mother was honest. Couldn't have taken it more seriously, yeah. But still, it happened. And I never take those threats lightly. And I think it's very worrying if that dialogue is being mm-hmm. had and shows perhaps how angry this child is um, or how misunderstood he feels. Very tough for the mom because we're all parents and we're all thinking, come on, we're doing our best. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you just, mm-hmm. why can't you just roll with it like the other two? But, um, He's not. He's not rolling with it. And you do need help. And I think something really important, she's saying it's affecting the whole family. So I think the whole family needs to get together more. And this whole family needs to have a really sit down meeting and talk about things that they're feeling in the house that they would like to change. But not talking about his behaviour. That is not the point of this family meeting. We're told just an open space for everyone just to offer things up but not pinpoint anyone in particular. And the hope in that gathering and meeting and talking about things possibly we could change in the house or rules we could put in is that maybe he'll offer up things that are making him feel unhappy. And in those, I'm suggesting these meetings happen more than once, but in the first few, don't agree with what he says in that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when you do that, it makes us really angry and that's really obnoxious behaviour. But just allow him to talk and feel listened to. Because mm. I don't think he feels he's as part of this adult household as mm. he wants to be. And, and there's a tough. lot of frustration there. You know, the other thing you suggested was yes, I did jigsaw.ie. Yeah, I suggested that this ahead. mom might need to get in touch with jigsaw.ie or way ahead therapy because I feel like if there's a group activity with other children mm. going processing and going through these feelings that he's experiencing. I think it would be good for him it to get out into the seriously. world. Yeah, get out into the world and meet other children who are struggling in the same manner as him. Yeah. She kind of mentioned the diary, but actually the diary here is very important. Mm. He needs somewhere safe and private to express himself. Mm. You he can need... then read it while he's at school. <laughs> yeah, but never. Let's be honest. Never, never ever, 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 tell ever, him ever tell him. Or maybe don't read it for a long time so that... You know, he if he's this angry and this feels this misunderstood, he could be, you know, seeing, well, is it actually a safe place for me to write? Mm, yeah. Or is she just going to check it straight away? Yeah. But um, I definitely think he needs to feel believed. She also points out the thing about button pushing. Yes. And we've had emails on that too. Yes, we have. Yeah. And that is... Kids that know, yeah. oh, I can get you with that. Yeah. And it can feel really rough as a parent because you're like, so, that is so mean. Yes, and also what's meanest about that and why it's so triggering for parents is because they've tried to do the thing of telling the child, that's actually not okay, that really upsets me, and then your child has used it again. Mm -hmm. But what you have to bring yourself to do on that is to just not respond. But you'll uh, And also recognise what you've said, and I'm learning this as we go here, guys, just 
like 20 episodes in, you've helped me understand that when a kid is being what you understand as actively mean to you, Mm -hmm. that they're actually saying, pay attention to me. Yeah. Yes, they are. And they're looking for all your attention. They want you to like really engage with them. And when do we do that? When we're shouting at them. Yeah. So just ignore it. Just walk away. Get yourself to a safe place where you can calm down. And then hopefully you get the opportunity later to give them some really good positive feedback about how much you love them. And just ignore that other thing because that was just said in spite. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. But there's another time to remind him what's not okay. In the moment's not the right time. You got back to this, mom, just like you do to all of our emailers. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to get in touch. You're not finished with this either. This isn't a case of you got no. your email reply. That's it. Tina's going to stay with you. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people this. get back to me, and we we develop the plan of action, or we relook at Adjust it, it, or yeah. or and then we have the parents who are just delighted and it's yeah, working. But it, that's not for everyone. Some yeah. people need a bit more help, and that's absolutely fine. I'm here to help. I I don't drink. People don't know this. I don't drink really ever. Yeah. I would occasionally have a Guinness milkshake. Yeah, you either don't drink or you drink drink. Yeah, that's what I've said for years. It's like, if I'm going to a wedding, all bets are off. Mm. But we went out on Monday night to Lewis Capaldi because we got oh, invited. We did. To the yeah. uh, and I didn't drink a drop, mm. but I felt so hungover. Is that because I was inhaling the air of all of these youngsters who were I firmly, I stand by this even. forever. Hangovers are very little to do with the alcohol. I think it's mostly tiredness. That's because Tina's hungover. I'll say, "Are you hungover?" And you'll go, "No, no, no." I'm just, I, I'm just really tired. That yeah, I have I pain re- in my eyeball. I, I really believe that because when I was pregnant, I felt hungover every day, and I was like, "It's not the alcohol at all. It's just the tiredness that makes you feel that shit." Yeah, I do think it's not. It's a significant percentage of a hangover is fatigue. <laughs> But don't tell me it has nothing to do with the alcohol. I thought everyone was really well behaved at the Lewis Capaldi gig. We got to meet the man himself. We did. And I didn't call him Louis, which I was terrified. Just call him Louis all day. I was 100% sure that was his name, to be fair to me. (laughs) (laughs) We also gave him a pair of uh, Irish Socks Society socks, the Absolute Legend socks. Yeah. Which I felt like he appreciated. No yeah. one else got him a gift. No one else got him a gift. We were very lucky to get to meet him. He was so Someone lovely. Had a tattoo on their arse. That... Yeah, they were in the newspaper yesterday. Oh, so really? that yeah. They, had, they felt obliged was... to drop their pants. It was two of them, two girls. They had We Love You Louis Capaldi Louis Capaldi <laughs> on their bottoms and uh, they posed with their bottoms out and he did thumbs up. I mean what Charlotte's that... like, Why didn't I get to No, but what does that do for for your ego? Like, when you think about it, I thought about when he's on stage, it's like, when we talk about kids, like, mm-hmm. I always think, sometimes kids have these ego issues now because they're, I believe, because their video games mm. are about them being God. Yes. Yeah. Like creating worlds. Yeah, they're creating a world. And they're <laughs> just able to control absolutely everything. And when they come off it, they're like, why is the world not bending to my will? Our video games were a dot eating another <laughs> dot. You are so insignificant. That is so true, darling. Like, what you're saying is so true. Like, they they get to be the creator of their own world and then they come off and they're told to tidy their room. I yeah. mean, yeah, no wonder I they created lose... a room bigger no than No wonder this. they lose their shit when they come off their switch. <laughs> they were such a well-behaved crowd. They were so They were young. so well-behaved, yeah. They were so... He young. was incredible. Like, I was blown away by his voice. Mm. He was he incredible. Was insane. It was insane. Mm. The, the range, Tina. The it was a perfect Tina. amount of songs, too, because I, I get very tired at these things. We were there <laughs> for hours, but it was uh, all thanks to Universal Music in Ireland. Thank you so much for inviting us. Mm, thank you. Uh, we're open to invitations if you have a local fair or uh, <laughs> Kaylee that you want us to attend. We will be there. And you can get in touch with the show, Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. <laughs> at gmail.com we have one more question to go we do final question for this week my daughter is another 11 year old Mm. has become very stressed out about getting her period whoa this is our first period question Mm. period Uh, the other day she read an article 
that went into detail about how painful periods can be and how the intensity of pain from cramping is comparable to having a stroke. Yeah, that's true. First, she was angry about being a girl. Absolutely understand that. And the unfairness of it all. Completely. Is unfairness the theme of today's episode? Yeah, maybe. Now, she's just terrified. Yeah. This is very tough. Terrified of getting her menstrual cycle. How do I help her in this situation? I'm frightened for her too, I can't lie. So, what do I do? Well, what do you do? What do you do? Because you know the horror that is ahead of her. We all know as women, anyone listening to this. Well, at least now we live in a time where there are different resources available, different methods of pain relief and different ways of managing the flow of your period. But oh my God, I have to say, as much as I would love, 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 love to have had a little girl, as well as Mikey, I am so happy that I never have to have that awful chat with my daughter about what's about to start happening to them once a month. How was it explained to you and were you anxious about it at all? Oh, no, I, I it was never explained to me, but I was well aware of periods. I was so into women and being a woman. Very weirdly, I was always like, women are the best. We're really strong. And I loved any kind of role model who was a woman. And uh, I remember being angry. I told you this, Mary Robinson, when she became president of Ireland, because that was something I had wanted to do. Like, I think I was seven. I was like, I wanted to be the first woman this president. This bitch stole my idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, but um, I was so excited to get my period. I couldn't wait. I could not wait. And I used to go to the toilet and hope. Why? I have no idea because, you know why? Because I didn't know what was coming. And sometimes I think, was I luckier that way? Mm. That I didn't know what was coming? Because now our little girls are so well informed. Now there is actual research done on periods that where it's actually explained to us, you're not just being a drama queen because you're complaining about it hurting. It is painful. This is real. And for eight days, sometimes of a month, you are miserable because there is so much blood and things coming out of you and it hurts. And how do you explain that to your little girl that for the next 40 years of your life, this is going to happen to you once a month? Well, I think what you said about painkillers is is a good one. That, that's a good place to start. Mm. It's like talk to her about how, maybe talk to her about through history, how bad it was. And well, how I in think, certain parts of the world. Well, there is this still beautiful no new... Um, dialogue happening where women are trying to encourage other women to see it to not as something to be afraid of or something miserable but actually where we get our strength from as women mm -hmm. because we still do we yeah. still get on with it even though we're going through this misery all this. look at what we're capable of yeah. we're out there we're smashing it and that i think is maybe something that will speak to little girls that yes you still can like let this be uh, something that you are empowered by. But also, let's allow our daughters to complain about their periods. I was never allowed. We were never allowed. Like, I don't think I once spoke to anyone in secondary school about the fact that I was sitting beside one of my friends and dying with pain from my period. No way. I don't think we were allowed to. It wasn't something that was ever talked about. Even now, it feels strange for me sometimes to be really open. And I really do try. And I notice my friends trying to be really open about how we're suffering with our periods. Because it wasn't something we were allowed to talk about. You were definitely just like, get the fuck on with it. Every single woman has had to go through this. Get the fuck on with it. Yeah. That, and now I think it's much healthier that girls are like, oh my God, this fucking sucks. So you have to let her grieve a bit. You have to yeah. allow that. I, I think but it I think, is unfair. I'm a 41 year old woman. Yeah. Every single time I get my period, I think it's unfair that girls have to go through this and boys don't. And maybe it takes, like we said about showing her all the great women and pointing out that they too mm. went through it. And these Olympic athletes yes. were still going through it and still breaking world records. Mm. These well, scientists were developing the vaccine. Mm. And still going yeah. through it. And like I say, there are so many different approaches to managing it now. It's not, you're not expected as a woman to struggle through. There are 
ways of, you know, different methods of pain relief. There's the pill. There's different kinds of pills. There's, mm. you know, there's so many different options, probably more than I'll ever even know about because I, you do tend to just take on the way you cope with it and that's how you move forward in life. You know, the heat packs, all these different things mm. uh, that you can get for your stomach and understanding at schools. Like even at school, I remember being in secondary school and there is no way you were allowed to leave the classroom to go toilet. No. Yeah, it was horrible. Now, of course, that's your business. The teacher has no right to make you sit there and like there's just a level of respect now, thankfully, that women have that wasn't there. So getting, I've gone totally off topic, but getting back, what does this woman do? I guess you just be there for her, mm. empathize with how she's feeling again. It's not wrong that she's angry and it's not wrong that she's afraid. Mm. I mean, how would you like it, Jar, if you were a teenage boy or 11-year-old boy and you knew pretty soon I'm going to start bleeding for seven to eight days out of the out of Well, the I think if it was my son and I was trying to do it, I'd follow your lead here mm. and keep focusing on how this is a fact of life for all these women and you didn't realise it until now. You're only thinking about you. But in fact, this is women rise through this yeah and that's a, that's the best you can be there's be also there an incredible book that ellen ryan an irish writer has written about women girls who slay monsters is what it's called oh, and right. it's actually for this age group and it is about the empowerment of celtic irish women actually and you know it's not I, as far as i know it's not about periods but it is about the strength of women throughout mm. our time and uh Things like that can be very motivating. But uh, I do feel for this mom. I feel for the little girl. I feel for every little girl. I sometimes think the best thing I ever saw about women empowerment is the last scene in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Buffy gives the power of the slayer to every woman who was ever going to perhaps be called to be a slayer. And I think that is, that ties in with this movement. But that ties in with this movement of women trying to empower other women by going, don't see that as your weakness or something that's awful that's happening to you. See that as your, look how powerful I am. Look at me getting up and going to work, even though I would way prefer to just cradle and lie in a fetal position in my bed for the rest of the week mm -hmm. until this is over. But look, I'm out of my bed and I'm doing it. So, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. We'll put a link to it in the uh, episode description. Buffy was great. <laughs> that you're not in this on your own. I yeah. That's probably the most powerful thing you can say to her. And also, what have we done while raising a boy in terms of periods? We have made sure that our son knows about them. I think that's as important as your daughter knowing. Yeah. Because I think as a mom and a dad, you have a responsibility to raise a young lad who's going to be kind to whatever lady might be in his life, mm. whatever woman he might work with, whatever person he, like woman he might, who knows, marry or, you know. Be just his boss. In, boss or interact with. Let's get rid of this boring dialogue of, oh, have you got your period? Is that why you're being irrational? Crazy. <sighs> that's what I was told. Definitely. That, that was the like, that's what drives women yeah. crazy like, how dare you that's what I was we like, can say that about sorry. ourselves I mean I joke about how the relief of when my period comes and I know oh that's why I was so upset and mm. emotional don't give that to your son don't arm him with that that's not okay, okay. well my final question is um, what advice would you give to a dad in this situation where you're actually feeling resentment from your daughter mm. over this oh well then you know what I would just tell him to do just meet it with kindness. Just, you know, buy her the chocolate, get her the magazines, get her the, you know, try and show her that you're trying to understand what she's going through. That's a really good actually, Jar. I like that. Uh, being open and honest and showing her that you know she's sad and that this is horrible shows her that you're trying to understand what she's going through, I think. Get her the flowers, get her, you know, a little book. About periods. There's this really funny book my friend got me about vaginas and it's really good. I think every young girl should have it. And it's funny, but it's really informative too. And even things I didn't know as a 
one year old woman. And actually, that thing that mom mentioned about the stroke pain is in that book too. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think just get get dads to be a bit kinder about it. Don't be embarrassed. Mm. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, yeah, you need dad on site. That's that's for sure. If dad's in the picture, or if there's yeah two moms, the men in your life. Yeah, but as a mom of boys too, idea. let's talk about our periods. Yeah. Definitely. Mikey's well aware. Periods. I think everyone should be. I have one final, less serious question no. to finish things off with. Sometimes we have to be careful when punishing. Who is this punishment really for? Is it for us to feel justified? And release some vengeance? Yes. Or is it actually going to help our kid? And that makes me think about as well. Sometimes when dealing with our kids in all areas, sometimes we need to keep in our heads, well, who is this really for? Mm. Is it for me or is it for the kid? Like I'm talking about hugs. I'm talking about a lot. We have to be really careful that there's space. Because I don't know about you, but I'm noticing the more out and about we are. Sometimes as grown-ups, we're really not respecting children's space. We feel an entitlement to just be in their space. Mm. Like, no matter what they've been doing, yeah, we just jump into their space and expect them to. When do we ask a kid, is now a good time? When do we ask a kid, is now a good time? Why don't we do that? I, I don't know if I do that. I don't think I, I do. I think we have to be watch our egos as grown-ups sometimes. And also, you know, we were always have the problem with the kid barreling into the room talking. Yeah. 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 Do we do it? We do it, definitely. I do it. Into their bedroom. Yeah. What's going on in here? Mm. Not knock on the door is now a good time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what was great? Um, Mikey got one of his whiteboards and put up on his room, uh, Mikey's room. Open for business. Open for business. That's what he said. <laughs> but it was enough for me to know, he wants oh, he wants us to knock on his door. boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really great that he had come to that on yeah. his own. But I I can't remember who it was who said to me once when the mom, uh, one of my nursery mothers was really coming back for like the tent hug. And you're like, who is it for now? Who is this hug for? And I feel like this week, something I'm going to be practicing is, is this for me or is this for Mikey? Because if it's just me who needs this, I need to watch myself. You know, as they get older, like we've dealt with a lot of older children questions today. Yeah. They've all been like teenagers, preteens. And it's hard for us as parents because we miss the cutie pies. Sure. Um, but some stuff, it's OK if this is for you. Right. What do you mean? Well, like it's part, like you're sending your kids to activities after school for that. Mm. And partially to give yourself a bit of time to get stuff done. Oh, yeah. I'm completely not talking about that, though. That's okay. all very. Yeah, I, of course. I'm talking about the times when they are trying to have some private time mm. and you invade it. Yeah. Because you think we need to have time together. But are we actually respecting that they're already doing something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's. And I think that it's, it's food for thought at the end of the show. I sure. definitely struggle, even with all my experience. I miss the baby. I miss the toddler. I miss the mm. cutie stuff. I mean, there's a picture on the wall behind Tina right now. Yeah. Of me and Mikey in full costume mm. on a day when we dressed as old men, mm-hmm. beards. Yes, you did. And wandered around our local neighborhood in England. They did do pretending this. Pretending we were elderly men. Yeah. And Mikey really believes that nobody recognized him. No one him. recognized us. Mm. Yeah. Bartholomew and Alexander. Two crazy old men. And Aristotle. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's something that Tina captured in the image and I do look at it and think he won't do that now. no and, and that's my thing that's the thing yeah right? that's my thing how do we allow our children to become teenagers while still enjoying them yeah. the same way we did when they were tiny because are a lot of the conflicts coming from just how much you miss the cutie pie stuff yeah you know I yeah. don't know for sure but like you can you can grieve that period being over. But there has to be a way to recognize that there's some brilliant stuff. Oh, yeah. And them oh. being teenagers and being able to actually sit down and have deep, meaningful conversations with them. Absolutely. At the right moment. 
but it that is you hard. never would have had no. when they were six and going, have you heard about Paw Patrol? Yeah, I guess it's the, guess it's that they don't need you that much anymore. Yeah, and that's and there's an inner drive for them to be independent. And you, I'm trying to catch myself and, and respect that. Like, mm. you know. Well, I really need you on this podcast, you know, <laughs> because I do not know what I'm talking about when it comes to kids. <laughs> and I am so grateful that you are getting thrown these curveballs every single week, guys, and getting back to everyone yeah, and providing these answers when this is not what you do. I have been doing podcasts for 10 years yeah. and standing up on my hind legs. But this is all new to Tina and well, if- in the anniversary or not, it is the anniversary of our podcast. And I want to say thank you and congratulations on your first year in the business. Absolutely flying out. Number one in the charts. Take that, Amy Hoover. <laughs> oh, we love you, Amy. <laughs> She'll probably knock no. us off the top right now. <laughs> no, it is. We had this. This was a private podcast for a long time that just went out on Irishman Above Patreon. And it's only, what is it, six months in the public. But yeah, you're right. It's a year. But also, the kidney anniversary can't be scoffed out. Ash, who oh, gives away their who it. gives away their kidney? But in many ways, I do think that kidney was holding me back. But I do think it'd be funny um, if the listeners knew just how adverse I am to this public thing. We, while at Lewis Capaldi, we were in the bar with these like a lot of people who very media nice people, people, media people, yeah. And one of them was like, "You guys should you should come on our show." And I was like, "No thanks." <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Thank like, you. No, thank you. That's Step okay. No, thanks. Job. No, no. Uh, but you. I love that this is our show. This is our yeah. special place. And you are our special listeners. Thank you yeah. for tuning in, for rating, commenting, and subscribing. If you haven't done that, please do it. Yeah, and our the community is so lovely. That's why I feel so comfortable. But I know my limits. TV, not it. <laughs> Don't want to do that. See you next time. Thanks again to everyone. And thank you, team. I love you, Jared. Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with Go Loud. Editing, research, and production by Jarlett and Tina Regan. Find us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com because, hey, in all fairness, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites.